0: Welcome to Strong Meat for Strong Believers, I'm Pastor Doug Johnson. I want to invite you to join me as we look at the issues facing us today and what God's Word says about them. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, Milk is for babies, but strong meat is for grown-ups who can discern the difference between good and evil. At the end of the broadcast, I'll tell you how you can get a copy of this message for yourself. And now, grab your Bible and get ready for another helping of Strong Meat for Strong Believers. Matthew 24. Begin with the verse 4. And Jesus answered,
1: said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, these are the signs that Jesus told his disciples would take place before he came back the second time. And we are seeing many of these signs come to pass right before our eyes. How many would agree with that? I want to to focus this morning on one particular sign that Jesus mentioned. In verse 7, he said, There shall be pestilences. Now, that word pestilence is in that verse. The Greek word for that means diseases and plagues. The world is in a panic right now over pestilence, specifically the coronavirus. How many of y'all have been listening to that and following what's going on? They are still trying to find out what causes that. There are so many theories out there now they haven't figured out or pinpointed the problem Uh, If you look online, there's all kinds of theories out there. They still don't know what's going on. The symptoms of the coronavirus are fever and coughing, shortness of breath and breathing difficulties, kind of like the flu or bronchitis. But if it's not treated, it can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and even death. The World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus, they're now calling it, COVID-19. They're calling this outbreak to be a public health emergency of international concern. This past week, President Trump addressed the nation and put Vice President Mike Pence in charge of his administration's response to the virus. They've requested $2.5 billion in emergency funding to combat the outbreak. The infection numbers are startling. Since January 20th, cases of COVID-19 worldwide have risen to nearly 84,000 across at least 56 countries. According to Johns Hopkins, the death toll stands at nearly 3,000 people. Many cities are closing their airports, their cruise ships, they're closing schools, universities, even banning public events that attract crowds all out of fear of what the coronavirus may do. According to Johns Hopkins, there are 62 cases of the coronavirus in the US and one died this past week. They, ever, they recently found that the pet dog of a coronavirus patient in Hong Kong also tested positive for COVID-19. And they've even put the dog in quarantine now. Many people are being moved by fear because this is something we haven't faced yet. And we've, we don't know what the cause it, And we don't know how to treat it. But Jesus in our text did not tell us these things so we could live in fear. But many people are living in fear, in fact it's getting so bad now that the price of those protective masks that you put over your nose and mouth have skyrocketed over $10 a mask, which is $100 for a pack of 10 now. Because the supply and demand, everybody's buying them up out of fear, and even the Surgeon General has made an announcement, please don't buy these masks, because if we run out, the doctors and nurses who really need them, we will have a shortage on our hand, and that will lead to even more problems. Doctors are telling us that washing your hands thoroughly with soap and warm water does better for you than even wearing a mask. This is just one of many pestilence and diseases that we are dealing with. And Jesus said, this is one of the signs that will happen before I return. Now also, we've got another epidemic going on right now. Is There's been at least 29 million cases of the flu that's happened already. And 16,000 people have died in the U.S. just from the flu. Again, that is also one of the pestilence that we're dealing with. How many remember a few years ago, we had H1N1, also known as the swine flu. That thing spread fast around the world. When it was happening, the World Health Organization called it a pandemic. And then just a few years before that, we had the Ebola breakout. You remember that? The Ebola outbreak, it started in West Africa, and it became a global outbreak and ended with over 11,000 people dying. So pestilence is all around us. And Jesus said, this is one of the things to look for when you see this happen, look up because your redemption is drawing near. You see, Jesus knew all of this was going to happen before he came back. What does that mean? All this is God's fault. No, it's the devil's fault. The devil's job is to steal, kill, and destroy everybody he can. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. Do you believe that today? But see, Jesus saw it coming. And he warned us ahead of time so that he said, when you see this happen, look up because I'm getting ready to come back. In fact, in verse 8, he said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. This is just the beginning." What does that mean? It means Jesus is coming soon. And this is just giving us a reality check, reminding us, this, lo- this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Does anybody feel like that today? My friend, don't get so attached to this life on earth that you miss what God has for you. God has given us promises to keep us safe while we watch for his return. One of my favorites is Psalm 91. By the way, the title of this message this morning is God's response to the coronavirus. God has a response for it, and I want to share with you what it is. It's found in Psalm 91. Now, we all know Isaiah 53, that by his stripes we are healed. And that's absolutely true. And I'm taking nothing away from that. In fact, I'm adding that on to Psalm 91. But with Psalm 91, like many of God's promises, you have a responsibility to receive the promises of Psalm 91 by faith. Not at, These promises don't just come automatically. You have a responsibility. Look at Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. My friend, God is our refuge and our fortress. And when you seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, he will show you his glory. God told Moses... There is a place beside me where you can stand, and my glory will pass in front of you. My friend, when you seek the Lord, he will show you his glory. Well, Pastor Doug, I've done too many bad things wrong. I don't think I can do that. Let me tell you something about Moses, the guy that God told him he was going to show him his glory. Moses was a murderer. Do we have any murderers in the house? If we do, you're in good company. Moses murdered an Egyptian in cold blood. And then on top of that, he had a bad temper. Let me remind you of his temper. He got so mad, he broke the Ten Commandments written by God. That was God's word. He broke it. And then on top of that, he took the golden calf the Israelites were worshiping and he ground it into powder. And then he threw the powder on the water and he made the people drink it. Now, if God can show his glory to that man, he can show his glory to any of you. I wish you had a witness in here today. And he is your refuge and your fortress. But you got to understand, you see, you exist in two atmospheres. One is physical and the other is spiritual. Now, an atmosphere is defined as a surrounding influence or spirit, a general mood or environment. A good example of how God could change environment is Genesis chapter 1. In creation, the earth's atmosphere was dark and empty And then God spoke. And God spoke and filled the atmosphere with what He wanted to take up that space. And you and I can do the same thing in our homes today. Your home is your earthly refuge. It is your atmosphere. And we need to create a spiritual atmosphere in our homes that can be ignited by the power of the Holy Spirit or else our homes will be left open for anything to move in. And I promise you, the latter end is devastating. You don't want just anything to come into that atmosphere. You need to control that. If we fail to keep our spiritual guard up, then we will wear ourselves out continuously fighting unnecessary battles. I wonder this morning, how many of you are tired of the devil attacking your family? Let me see your hand. My friend, you can change the atmosphere and change the battleground. You see, you need to change your atmosphere so God can be your refuge. So here's a few simple but powerful ideas. Number one, download the entire Bible on an MP3 player or on your smartphone. Set it to play continuously and release God's Word into the atmosphere of your home. I promise you, it'll start changing the atmosphere. Here's number two. Listen to or watch messages that'll help build your faith level to receive the miracle that you need because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Number three, play worship music softly throughout the day in your home, on your, on your job, on your way to work, wherever you are. And number four, speak the Word of God out loud throughout your day when a negative thought crosses your mind find a scripture verse that will counteract it and stand on the word of God because my friend you need to change the atmosphere of your home the Bible says in Romans twelve two: be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to tell you something. The choices that we make in our media and our social media that promote fear and worry, infidelity and divorce, anger and sexual immorality are in opposition to God's word. And when those come into the atmosphere of your home, it'll weaken the protection around you and around your family. And when you take refuge in God, you remove yourself from those ungodly influences. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 37, Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity and quicken me in your way. In other words, David was saying, God, I need you to turn my eyes from the worthless distractions and help me to clean my atmosphere of everything that is not pleasing you. Because brothers and sisters, you've come too late to tell me that God isn't real. You've come too late to tell me that God doesn't heal the sick. You've come too late to tell me that God doesn't mend broken families. Can I get a witness in the house today? Anybody prove God faithful? And so if he you want him to be your refuge and your fortress, my friend, you need to change the atmosphere in your home. Verses 3 through 8 of Psalm 91 says this, Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, listen to this, and from the noisome pestilence, that's the disease, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You will not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, listen, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, that's the diseases that are coming, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday, A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Did you hear that? It will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the reward of the wicked. Hallelujah. Now, the psalmist David knew a lot about fleeing from death. In fact, as David ran for his life many years from the hand of King Saul, he wrote Psalm 91 while he was running. And David said that God is our shelter. He is the most high. He is our refuge in whom we can trust. And we don't need to fear the terror of the night nor the pestilence or the disease coming our way. My friend, we can trust in God's protection and fear not what man, including terrorists, may threaten to do to us. One way to appropriate your faith for supernatural protection is to anoint your home with oil. Oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit and is a symbol of faith in God's ability to purify and make you holy. You need to dedicate your home to Jesus. You need to take a bottle of oil or anointing oil or vegetable oil, whatever you got, motor oil, if that's all you got, dedicate it to God and anoint the frame of every door in your home, outside and inside, Pray that the Holy Spirit will fill every inch of your home in every room. Pray that only his will will be done and that everything that is said and done in your home will be pleasing to him. And my friend, you will see a difference. I guarantee it. Not because I said it, but because his word said it. Isaiah 10, 27 says, The yoke will be destroyed by the anointing. My friend, when you stand in faith for Psalm 91 protection, you may see those around you falling by the wayside, but it will not come near you because you are anointed of God. I wish I had a witness in here today. Psalm 91 verse 10. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. My friend, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Do you believe that today? The Bible says we are redeemed from the curse with the precious blood of Jesus. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said this, Behold, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. My friend, Satan and his demons are subject to the power and authority of God. And Jesus said, I have given that authority to you now. Whatever you bind, I'll bind. Whatever you loose, I'll I will lose. You have the keys of the kingdom. So we need to plead the blood of Jesus over our families, over our property, over our possessions. I wish I had a witness. Does anybody know there's power in the blood today? I recently heard evangelist Tim Todd share this story, and I quote, Shortly after my wife and I moved to West Monroe, Louisiana, we quickly realized that the T-intersection where we lived was very dangerous. In a short period of time, 14 vehicles had crashed in our front yard. With small children, these wrecks in our property were not acceptable. One crash at 4 a.m. resulted in the driver unconscious with his gas pedal pressed to the floor close to our front porch. God and the fact that the tire of the car was propped off the ground are the two things that kept him from ending up in our living room. I said, enough, devil, you can't kill my family. I walked our property line pleading the blood of Jesus. By faith, I drew a bloodline of protection around our property. There has not been one single accident that resulted in a vehicle landing in our yard since I pled the blood of Jesus, and that was 22 years ago. My friend, the blood of Jesus is powerful, and the devil can't cross the bloodline. If you want to claim Psalm 91 protection, draw a heavenly bloodline around your property, around your vehicles, do it around your children's school, Do it around the place you work, my friend, because you're a child of God. Wherever your foot trods, God is walking with you. You've got heavenly bodyguards watching over you. Do you believe that? Psalm 91,11 and 12. For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, I want you to notice in that verse, the word angels is plural. doesn't say angel, because I've heard people say, well, everybody's got a guardian angel. No, honey, you got many. He has given his angels, because, my friends, there may come a time when you need more than one angel watching over your family. God has given all of his angels, commanded to help you in your times of need. When Gabriel appeared to Daniel after 21 days of fasting, he told Daniel, he said, I needed some help from Michael, the archangel. Michael came down and helped me get the answer through to you. My friend, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. It is a spiritual wrestling match. There's some tag team wrestling going on all around you right now. I'm not talking about WWE Smackdown. I'm talking about Heavenly Smackdown. You see, you can employ a hundred natural men for your security team, but they are limited to natural means. However, angels are supernatural and they will operate on the direction of God Almighty and they are real and they are powerful. Here's what you need to do. Ask God to dispatch some angels around you and around your family, around your home, around your vehicles, around the building you walk into, wherever you are. Say, God, protect me and he will do that. Anybody get anything out of this today? Yeah. Psalm ninety-one fourteen. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. What's the key? He said, because he has set his love upon me, Love is not a feeling. It's a choice. And when you make the choice to set your love on him, set your affections on things above, the Bible says, when you cut all the cords to this life and you realize, God, you're all I need, when you set your love on him, these are all the things that God said he will do for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever walked into a room and felt the tension so thick you could cut it with a knife and you wanted to run. Can I tell you what's going on in that room? The wrong spirit is in that room. The wrong atmosphere is in that room. That's what's to blame. And when you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will desire to love others the way that he loves you. But if you don't walk in love, you're walking in the devil's territory. And you will allow anything to come in that atmosphere. Strife. Strife. Unforgiveness, rebellion, and pride are all the devil's tools used to come into your home and stir up strife. Satan's goal is to divide and destroy every home. My friend, it is extremely expensive to allow some arguments or permit your children to rebel and talk back to you because you are allowing certain atmospheres to take place in your home. And when you do, you are inviting an ungodly spirit to operate in what used to be the refuge of God. I want to tell you though, on the other hand, when you come in the power of agreement together, it is a supernatural miracle working power. So make up your mind to stop any attitudes and any situations that cause destruction In your marriage and in your relationships and in your home. And when any ungodly spirit tries to raise its nasty head in your home, (laughs) deal with it immediately. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Because you have a responsibility to receive these promises. God's promises are yes and amen. They will come to pass, but we have a responsibility in order to gain them. Here's your responsibility. Change the atmosphere in your home by cutting out wrong media choices and replacing them with the Word of God and worship music. Anoint your home with oil, make it a refuge dedicated to God draw a heavenly bloodline around your property and around your children's school. Ask God to dispatch angels around you and around your family and stop all attitudes and situations that try to cause destruction for your family. And my friend, if you'll do your responsibility, you can claim every promise in Psalm 91. It'll happen. Why? Because this is God's word and he will stand by what he says. He can protect you from the coronavirus. He can protect you from anything that's coming against you, but we have to do our part.
0: This has been Strong Meat for Strong Believers. If this broadcast was a blessing to you, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at revivalfire29 at yahoo.com or call me at 964-5333 and visit Raven Assembly of God's website at ravenag.org and find out more information about our church. This is Pastor Doug Johnson reminding you to keep your head up. God is on your side. And join me next time for more Strong Meat for Strong Believers.